Good afternoon. Today, we welcome you, Commissioner Fleming, who is a Muslim over District A here in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So we welcome you here today. Thank you so very much. I'm honored to be here. So tell us a little bit, a little bit about yourself. Well, I am what uh, Mr. Wright called a native sign in the book, Richard Wright. Uh, grew up and raised here in Winston-Salem. I graduated from Anderson Junior Senior High School in 1970. I had an academic scholarship to go to Cornell College from here. So I went to school there for my undergraduate degree and so much in love, I got married my senior year to a young girl that I met here in high school <laughs> who went to Spelman. And so we started our family life in Chicago, Illinois. Had our first son there. I taught at Muhammad University of Al-Islam there. And I worked at Guarantee Bank there because I needed two jobs to take care of one child in Chicago. Uh, and from that, we went to school in Arizona for a while, graduate school, that is, uh, and a place um, called the American Graduate School of International Management. Mm. And I was encouraged to go there when I was in Chicago because I needed to make more money for one thing. Uh, and from that experience, we had a chance to go to New York to work on Wall Street mm. for Chase Manhattan Bank. I was hired to go to work for him. David Rockefeller, specifically, was a manager there and the head of the bank. Now the bank has merged. It was a standalone bank then, the third largest bank in the, in the world, in fact. So that experience sort of prepared me for my next phase of life. Um, my wife and I, every time we moved, we had a child for some reason. I don't know, there's some Kool-Aid involved in that of some sort, but uh, we finally got a chance to come back this way. And I told my wife that once we got back in North Carolina, I would let her go pursue her you know, right. educational pursuit. So she went to University of Southern Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And to pursue her degree, she got her specialist and her PhD, mm. uh, and I kept our five kids at home. So that, in a nutshell, is my background. That's good. So, Commissioner Fleming, we thank you for being a part of our cohort, and our principal message is faith against stigma. Yes. So one of the questions I want to ask you that stigma is a barrier. So as a politician, as a faith leader, and as an educator, uh, in what ways would you suggest that Black faith communities promote talking about HIV? We have to have honest conversations because it's a family life and individual life and a sacred life you're talking about. And we don't want to create stereotypes to distance us from any human life, especially in our community. We should operate on the principle of love. And as an educator, my whole focus was always every student in front of me is a gift from God. So I said, my job is to unwrap that gift, not to stifle it, not to stereotype it, but to inspire it to become the best person he or she can become. As a politician, of course, my focus really has been on breaking down barriers. Mm. You know, part affiliation is an artificial concept. It's the human need that should drive you. Yeah. As a county commissioner, I'm concerned about public health. Yeah. It's a mandate, one of our statutory obligations. We have four. Mm. Public health is one. So we finance public health. So I can't be a commissioner and not be concerned about people that have HIV yes. or COVID or you know, any kind of disease that causes them difficult in their lives. Yeah. Because as I said earlier, my faith says every human life is a sacred life. And that's the principle I operate from. That's good, Commissioner. Love that. So I want to ask you, so HIV is a social justice issue. So as a collective community, how can we live into this and how can you call us into action? Yes. You know, I call faith in action more important than anything you can say out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. So anyone who has a faith-based perspective, I don't care what it is, put that in action and help another human being. In this case, it may be human beings with HIV. Mm-hmm. It could be you. Yes. It's all about grace, it's not you. 
So don't take the grace for granted. Be a mobilization of people who have any kind of fear. Uh, you know, stigmas can still stereotype us. We've been involved in that for years in this country, unfortunately. Right. Coming over in the bottom of slave ships, yes. people stereotyped us as a whole race at one point. So we should not be carrying on that ignorance going forward, dealing with our own people, regardless of their perspective on life. But regardless of what kind of disease they may carry, we should be, as Maya Angelou would say, nothing human is foreign to me. Mm-hmm. And in my community, that should be a barometer of life not a barometer of criticism and stereotypes and stigma. So my job is sort of break down those barriers. That's good. I'll say the Faith Coordinating Center really strived to ensure that this cohort was interfaith. So I do ask you, as a Muslim, do you find the same stigma? Uh, Is there a stigma within the Islam community around HIV as there are in other uh, religions? There is somewhat, to be honest about it. But if you really study scripture for yourself, you don't fall into that limited thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the core of the whole Holy Quran, which is our book of the Muslims, right? If I could share just one quote from that as an example. Yes. And it's in Arabic, then I'll translate it into English. But before we read any holy book, we always ask God for guidance. So we say, I'll do him in the Shaitan regime. It means I seek refuge in God from the influence of bad thoughts when I'm reading your, your information, your scripture. Uh, Bismillah rahman rahim in the name of God, most gracious, most merciful. It's considered the whole Holy Quran as seven verses. It says this in English. Say, He, Almighty God, is one, the eternal, absolute. He begat us in that us, He begat in us, now like unto Him. So if you have this concept of eternal life in God, you should not be anything but encouraged to include others in your faith journey, independent of their faith persuasion. And there are many. I've been around people who are biased. You know, a lot of my friends are Jewish. Some are from the Shia persuasion. Mm-hmm. I grew up under the influence of Imam Warsudin Muhammad, who was the son of Elijah Muhammad, and he carried us a whole different direction. I mean, a whole different direction yes. into a full understanding of what the Quran is all about. And I, uh, I was influenced by that since eighth grade. I'm 70 years old now, by the grace of God. So I've been around the community for a long time, so I've seen different levels of maturity along the way. But the, the most sincere person, though, Mia, doesn't have that kind of hang-up because it's cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's really artificial. Mm-hmm. Because in every family, if you're honest, you have someone who may not be directly influenced, but knows someone who's been influenced. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't be that judgmental. We should be inclusive. That's very good. I love that, Commissioner. So I ask you... <clears throat> Why is the bridge between faith and health important? So critical. You know, there's a common saying that an ounce of faith, even the weight of a mustard seed will move mountains. Mm. Now, if it will move mountains, why can't we move that same element to join each other in this challenge we have of the stigma of AIDS in our community or HIV in our community? Mm. If we have a real internal clock of faith, it should not be a problem. So our faith should promote us It should encourage us. Mm -hmm. Really, it should make it almost a prerequisite. If you say you're a person of faith, nothing human should be foreign to you. So whatever you can do to help someone, help them, and by all means, don't hurt anyone. So I think that would be the intersection that we should abide by. And hopefully, more of us would think the way that we're thinking today Mm. and make a greater impact on the community by doing that. That's good. Love that. So my final question is, 
How does faith and HIV intersect with your work? Because I've been in education for 40 years of my life, and I've seen all dimensions. <laughs> I started working in Chicago at a Christian Action Academy place. It was a dropout school for high school kids, their last chance to graduate. And at that time, yeah, I could walk into the bathroom, it was like London Fog. What's y'all that are smoking? Let's get on out here and get back in the classroom. Now, that was 1974, right? Mm -hmm. Along the way, of course, as you know, we've encountered a lot of other challenges in the community. Uh, but the constant thing that I work with is love for humanity, non-judgmental attitudes, and real appreciation of all human life. And that puts you in a position where you have to help someone. And you don't look down on people. Because only by grace there goes you. Only by grace there goes you. So we should never forget that and really have a true sense of sisterhood and brotherhood based on the ground foundation of love for each other, to protect each other, not to harm each other. Uh, and I always have faith in the greater good of humanity. Uh, we have a common denominator. We all come from, you know, uh, two people, 23 chromosomes each. We have no idea who we're going to go into tomorrow. And we have faith that, you know, divine providence will lead us along the way if we maintain our faith mm -hmm. and just be the best human being you can be. I'll conclude with this. I was in South in West Africa for about six weeks. I went to all those chambers where our people came out of as slaves. And me, I put my hands on the wall in one of them and said, Father, why did our people have to be reduced to child slavery? You know, why do we have to experience that? And this is what came to my soul. Fleming, you are the answer to your ancestors' prayers, not individually, but collectively. So go back home and be the best human being you can and help someone and quit making excuses. So I carry that with me today. And I encourage others, you know, to be concerned, be committed, and put your faith into action. Let's get rid of the stigma on AIDS, stigma on HIV, stigma on anything to divide our family, because in essence, we're one community. Praying for grace from my Heavenly Father to be better today than we were yesterday. That's good. That's good. Thank you, Commissioner Fleming. Uh, if you could tell us about your social media handle or your website where we can find you and tell us more about your place of worship, we would love to hear that from you. Thank you very much, Mia. The website for Masjid al Mugmanun, and all that means is Believers House of Prayer. Christians, Jews, Muslims are welcome to Masjid al Mugmanun and the Website is www.masjidalmukmanon360. I'll repeat, www.masjidalmukmanon360.com. And you'll find on that site how this community got started back in the 1950s, Islamic community in Winston-Salem. It's the oldest one in Winston-Salem. And I've been around since I was in the eighth grade, and I'm a young 17 now, so I sort of know the history just a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you again, Mia, for this time. Thank you very much, Commissioner Fleming. Thank you.